Um, hey guys, welcome to another episode of College College Kid Talking College Sports. I'm your host, Korea Pounds, and with me today, um, I have a special guest. Uh, she went to my high school. She plays volleyball on Montana State, which is in Bozeman. Uh, she got a full D1 scholarship. Uh, this is uh, Susanna Svavdi. Uh, say hello, Suze. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so uh, first, um, I wanted to ask you about just what is happening with volleyball for you uh, in the fall? Because I know it's a fall sport. Are you guys having it? Like, is it selective programs having it? Because I know, I think Montana State's in the Big Sky Conference. So I just want to know what's kind of going on with you, you and like your program this fall. Totally. So um, we got the news that we weren't going to have a season um, because the Big Sky made that decision um, in the middle of August. And then the NCAA basically ruled on August 21st that there would be no season for any college volleyball, um, at least in the fall. The spring is still totally up for, you know, it could happen in the spring. But um, so right now we're doing eight hour weeks. So I don't know if you know much about like Kara hours, but like that's how much we're allowed to practice and be with our coaches. Um, so we had 20 hour weeks in the summer. So I was doing like double days and then now we're down to eight hour weeks. So I have practice and lift, um, every day except for Wednesday, but hopefully we get to play in the spring. That's what it's looking like right now, but obviously it's gonna, it's gonna depend a lot on how things go with COVID. Um, on a call with the big sky commissioner last week, he said, basically, if things haven't changed by January, we will not play in the spring. So We'll know more about that when we get there, but as of right now, we're just practicing um, with no competition. What is, like, the team morale right now? Because I know, like, some people are like, very excited for the upcoming season, I would imagine. Um, like, what is, like, most, like, the team morale? Like, are there a lot of people disappointed that they don't get to play in the fall, but also kind of hopeful that they get to play in the spring? Like, what's kind of, like, the team morale right now? Um, right now, I'd say we were all pretty disappointed when we were told we couldn't have a season. Um, and that sucked because we continued doing double days, even though we found out we didn't have a season, which was really hard to like stay motivated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, right now it's a little hard to stay motivated, but luckily we are only doing eight hour weeks. Um, personally, I'm pretty excited that we have a season in the spring or hopefully because I am coming off that ACL injury and honestly, like an extra three months of training is going to be super awesome for me. Um, just like getting back in the gym, I get more time because we have a freshman setter. So I'll get more time to like work with her and connect with her. So I think that there's a lot of advantages, but you definitely have to look for the silver lining because it was a letdown when we were told we wouldn't be allowed to play. I think we all saw it coming though. You know, like after mm-hmm. college football, mm-hmm. if college football isn't happening, there's no way they're going to make mm-hmm. volleyball happen. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I was, I was pretty disappointed when college football said they weren't going to happen anyway as well. But um, talking like more about the sport, um, I don't really know how Montana State did as a team last year, but tell me like how you guys did last year and kind of like what you guys were like were your bigger hopes coming into this year with before everything kind of like shut down. Yeah, so last year we finished fourth in our conference, which is the best that we've done since like 2012 or something. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting, but um, we ended up losing in our conference. So how it works is you have all season, right? And you play every team and then you have to be top eight out of, I think there's 11 teams. And if you're in the top eight, then you go to the conference tournament. So we went to that um, and we lost in the semis to the team that ended up getting the bid to the NCAA tournament. So that kind of sucked, but it was still like super hopeful because we only graduated three seniors. So I think that our goal this year was definitely to win the Big Sky Conference and then go to the NCAAs. Um, As of right now, I think 
even if there is a big sky season, I don't know if there will be an NCAA championship because they're talking to the NCAA, um, the people who run those tournaments, they have to host 78 championships in the spring if they move their fall and winter sports to the spring. So, cause you know, there's D1, D2, D3, and then mm. they have all these different sports that you don't even think about. Like I didn't even remember badminton or whatever, but they yeah. have to host that totally. Mm. And um, so I don't think that we would be a priority. I think that like football or basketball or sports that make a little more money would be a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's how we did last, last year. And so we were really excited for the upcoming year but it's not, it's not looking awesome for it happening. But I think if it does happen, we have a really good shot at at least winning our conference. Yeah. You mentioned that you guys have like a, a new, like freshman setter. Like, are there, is there a lot of like new members to the team or is it mostly um, just upperclassmen or is it a good mix? Yeah. So we have six seniors this year, mm-hmm. which is why it was like such a big year for us. Mm-hmm. We only added four freshmen and they're all great. They're all totally contributing, but there's definitely something to be said for having like strong leadership in the upperclassmen. Um, and the NCAA also recently ruled that even if we have a season in the spring, every person on the team gets an extra year of eligibility, which is like huge for our seniors. So next year we'll have a bunch of fifth years, which I think will be super cool because that allows like even more, you know, like we'll be in even more of a groove because we will Mm -hmm. have been playing with these girls for a year, you know? Yeah. So hopefully the connections will definitely be there, but it's, it's interesting that they decided that even if we do play in the spring, we get that extra eligibility because that's a, that's a big deal for a lot of girls. Yeah, it is a big deal. I remember reading about that. Like, um, I kind of like hoped and expected that would happen because, I mean, for people like who have actually fall sports or just kind of like sports, not even just fall, but for last spring, like who couldn't really play, and because of obviously what's going on in our world, and just kind of thought like, wow, they actually may not be able to play their last year. Like, I kind of expected that, but I'm glad that like a lot of your seniors are probably going to be returning for the fifth year of eligibility. I remember you did mention that ACL tear, um, or can you explain like actually what happened and like kind of like the recovery process with that? Totally. So, um, I actually tore one of my ACLs in high school. Uh, my I do, one, I do remember that junior, one. Yeah. My junior year of high school and mm-hmm. I was out for nine months, had a great surgeon in Washington. And then my freshman year, I was so excited. I got to start, like, things were awesome. Mm-hmm. And just, like, out of the blue, came down funny on my right ACL. And it was torn. And so I got surgery in Bozeman, rehabbed. The rehab took a lot longer for this one. I'm not sure if it's because I did a different graft. I did the quad graft versus my other one. I did hamstring. And quad is supposed to be a little better in the long term, whereas mm-hmm. hamstring is, like, easier to recover from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I missed my sophomore season due to that, but, um, I got cleared to play in the spring. So I've been playing now for, since January, however long that is, eight, eight months, I guess. Um, but it was interesting. This, like, this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be recovering from the quad. It was a lot more painful too, like not even comparable to the hamstring graft. Um, so I totally feel for every other athlete that tears their ACL or has a major injury. And honestly, that extra year, like I redshirted, so I had an extra year of eligibility, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have another one on top of that, so we'll see what I decide to do. Yeah, I mean, it must have been very hard, like, coming in freshman year, like, you're about to start, you're so excited, and then, bam, that tears. And then sophomore season, you can't play. And now junior year, you don't even know like, what's going to happen. So, I mean, that yeah. must be that must just be very difficult, I would imagine, just to like, just kind of just go through without not playing like something that you love to do. I bet it would be hard. 
Yeah, I'm lucky that I have really great support from my coaches and my teammates. Like, I think that I am really blessed to be in the situation that I am in with um, all the help that they offer me. Like, I had some great physical therapists, um, and, but I just, you know, it, it sucks, especially with the whole COVID thing. Like, this is supposed to be my comeback season, but mm. that's okay. I'll get one. I'm not really worried about it. And it's obviously, it's so much bigger than volleyball. Like, it's a pandemic, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not much I can do about it. Yeah, exactly. There's not that much you can do. So I know you mentioned this a little bit, but I don't really know like who like the top teams are in the big sky. Could you like, could you make a rundown of like, like top teams, top uh, for women's volleyball in the conference kind of just, uh, cause I know you're, I know you're up there, but I just don't really know like some of the other programs that are also good as well. Totally. So uh, University of Northern Colorado won our conference last year and went to the NCAA tournament. I was super jealous. They got to play in Hawaii for the first round <laughs> oh, wow. um, and they ended up losing, but they took a set. Hawaii, which is like kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then second was Weber State, um, which is down in Utah. I want to say not Ogden. I'm not sure where it is. If I'm being I know, honest, I know. it's somewhere in Utah. I know somewhere. In somewhere Utah. in Utah. You yeah. know how Utah is. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's that's a really interesting mm -hmm. um, team dynamic. We went there for their senior night, and um, all of them were brought out like their seniors with their husbands because they were all married. It was crazy. We were like, what? Um, so good. Um, but it was an interesting, completely different dynamic than mm -hmm. in Bozeman. Um, and then I'm trying to think about who was third. Uh, NAU, Northern Arizona. And mm -hmm. they're pretty awesome. Um, I mean, all the all the teams are, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they play at like 7,000 feet, I believe, is their elevation in their gym. So going and playing there, it's a completely different ball game because the ball moves different with the different air. Um, and then we're in the fourth. So that was that's the top four teams, but... I don't know. I think that I think that we're a decent conference. Like taking us out of Hawaii again, big deal. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, like those are some those are some good programs. I can see great schools. Um, basically, I have like just a couple more questions. Um, what was like your biggest hope, or like what's like your biggest hope before like you graduate and you move on with your wife in terms of like success with Montana State? Like, do you see like a championship in the future? Um, a conference championship like what's your biggest goal so MSU volleyball has never won the big sky before so my biggest hope is to win the big sky and I want to go to the NCAA tournament just because I think that would be super sick like the idea of getting to play against a top tier like you know power five program would yeah. be super like we got to play against Arkansas and that was cool and Illinois and teams like that but being able to play against them in an NCAA tournament would be a completely different oh, ball yeah. game preseason oh, yeah. you know mm -hmm. so that's what I want to do before I leave yeah and last question do you have i know like you were talking about future stuff like do you have any plans to continue volleyball after you graduate um montana state or any kind of plans revolving around volleyball yeah so i have my extra year of eligibility sorry if my computer's being weird um but there's a there's a rule where you can play i believe another year of beach um so even if you've used all four years of eligibility for indoor volleyball you can take your another year at beach and since I have my red shirt and now this COVID season, I could play a lot of beach if I wanted to. Um, another option would be playing at a grad school over in Europe. Um, they're always looking for people from the U.S. And I've talked to my coach a little bit about that. This doesn't, your eligibility isn't important over there. It's a completely different system. But I love to do that. I want to go to med school at some point. So I've got to work out my plans with that. But I figure if I can go to Europe and get paid to play, why wouldn't I, you know? Exactly, why not? Yeah. Well, um, 
that's going to be the end of the interview. Thank you so much, Suze, uh, for talking with me and just kind of just seeing how you're doing and everything with volleyball. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. I really do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Good luck with your podcast. Thanks so much. I just want to also give a quick thanks to uh, Susanna for having her on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Just talking a little bit about what's going on with women's volleyball. Uh, her school is potentially Montana State. Um, also, if you want to check out more about volleyball, go to MSU Volleyball on Instagram, Women's Volleyball. Um, great program uh, we were just talking about earlier. And, um, yeah, she's a good friend of mine, good from high school, knew she was the D1 athlete. Um, I know she's been going through some injuries, but I know she's going to have a comeback season next year or this year if they have a season. Uh, but now we're going to transition into just news about what's going on in college, um, like other college sports. So first, we're going to start off with some college basketball news. So they said, um, CBS Sports reported that um, the likely starting dates for next season, which is 2020-2021, are either the day before Thanksgiving, which is November 25th, or December 4th, which is about a week after that. And that's when usually like the games start to pick up a lot more. They usually start like late October, like around Halloween ish, um, for like the regular for like the non conference. But obviously, this year's gonna be a little different since it's obviously you know, COVID and, you know, tr all the travel plans. But if they do play like an organized bubble for like some of these tournaments, then I think they could have a good chance of making it work. Um, it will be interesting to see just how they go ahead with it. I mean, you already have the Pac-12 who said they're not playing a single sport until 2021. So um, the Pac-12 would be ruled out of that. Um, thanks, Larry Scott. <laughs> but in terms of having another team, like or another conference come in and because i mean with with basketball there's more d1 conferences like more conferences that'll show out and you know more upset potentially like call unlike college football where you have fbs and fcs in college basketball it's just mostly division it's just d1 like and you have a bunch of programs that are well renowned like you have like obviously Duke and you have your UNC's and you have your Florida States now, uh, Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky, like well-renowned programs and some upcoming on ones on the rise. Like, um, we saw how well BYU did last year in the Western Conference in the WCC. Um, we saw Notre, um, uh, not Notre Dame, uh, New Mexico State, excuse me, um, in the, in the WAC, they dominated their conference for about the fifth year in a row. Um, but from the looks of it, it looks like we may have a college basketball season. I don't know if it's 100%. I wish I wish it was because, I mean, that's all I want. That's all I want. All I want is a college basketball season. I mean, we are getting a college football season, so I guess that's some kind of, you know, compromise. I mean, and speaking of college football, the first college football game happened yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, August 29th. The first college football game of the 2020 season, even though with everything going on with COVID and everything, we still had a game. It was the Central Arkansas Bears against the Austin P. Governors. Yes, I know it's not your typical, you know, like Clemson Notre Dame matchup or stuff like that, but it's football. I mean, I took it. I watched it. It was a very 
uh, <laughs> sloppy game. I mean, but then again, it's the first game of the season. I mean, they're, they're getting their kinks out. They're working out like their offense. I mean, they didn't really have that much time to prepare, obviously, because, you know, with how long they were allowed to be but come back to campus and then start the workouts and then start, you know, like all that stuff. But it was still a good game. Uh, the first play of the game was a 75-yard rushing touchdown by the Austin P running back. Oh, I think his last name is like, I think it's CJ Evans Jr. I think, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, it was CJ Evans Jr. Uh, it was a good game, uh, to say the least. Very, very defensive heavy or um, lack of offense, if you want to question it like that as well. Uh from the looks of it, it just didn't look like it was, you know, <laughs> just a game that, you know, you really wanted to really watch. But, hey, it was something. It was something that was on TV and it was football. And, I mean, you can't really you can't really dispute that. I mean, it was a it was a good game. Austin P did um, unfortunately lose that game, though. They had a seven zero. They had a t- they had an early ten zero lead, but I guess uh, the lead just got away from them in the fourth quarter. Um, so, but yeah, we did our first football game of the regular season um, this past this past day yesterday. Excuse me, and they did rally. I mean, it was it was a good. They had to come back. It was a good game. Very very evenly matched. Um, Austin P loves to do the RPO uh, with their quarterback, um, and uh, with Central Arkansas, they were throwing the ball a lot. Um, they actually hand the ball a lot. Their running back had over 100 yards rushing. That was a pretty good game for him. Um, but after that 75 rushing, 75 yard rushing touchdown by Evans, you didn't really see that much of him. Um, and their quarterback uh, just didn't have a good day. 80, 181 yards and a pick on the game. And then fourteen of thirty one. That's just that's just that's just not that good. I mean, but um, I mean it's still the first game of the season. I mean they're still gonna be working out their kinks and everything. Um, uh, yeah. And um, week one technically starts next on Thursday. Um, so on Thursday we have two games. We have Central Arkansas again playing uh, after going after beating Austin P at home. They try. They excuse me. They travel to UAB uh, on Thursday, and then South Alabama plays against Southern Mizzou, and that is at six p.m. And that's on Thursday of next week, so the third of September. And then Saturday, uh, we have a full lineup. I mean, looking like it. We have Eastern Kentucky versus Marshall at ten a.m. on Saturday. We have Middle Tennessee versus Army. We have SMU Texas State. Houston Baptist versus North Texas, Arkansas Arkansas State versus Memphis. Memphis, you know, obviously great team, uh, had a great season last year. And then we have Stephen F. Austin versus UTEP. And on Labor Day on Monday, uh, so not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, uh, we have BYU Navy. That's going to be a good game. And so that is week one. And now since the college football season is kind of starting, I'm going to go in to just I'm, every week I'm going to go in and just reveal um, the matchups for each week. Uh, and right now it's looking like it's going to be, uh, kind of like a lay low first week. Obviously we don't really get to see like the big names until week two. Like, uh, we don't get to see Clemson until like, um, next, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, like your Oklahoma, your Notre Dame, Texas, Oklahoma state, North Carolina, Iowa state, UCF, like you don't get to see the, well, not UCF, excuse me, uh, 
but yeah, you get to see those big names later in the season. Um, but speaking about big teams, uh, the rankings came out. The rankings for the AP poll came out uh, for the first week, and I'm going to read off each team. And these are including the teams that are not playing this season. So you have some of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 in here as well, uh, and some other conferences like that. So starting out at number one, you have Clemson. Uh, that's pretty much what everyone kind of expected. Number coming at two is Ohio State. Um, obviously, they're not going to be playing this year, so uh <laughs> it's gonna be hard for them to um uh you know build build a like a resume or anything uh three is alabama um obviously great team uh nick saban's doing a great job over there number four is georgia and um obviously what kirby is doing over there he is really just making sure that they're still relevant they've always been to that sec championship for i think about three years in a row now make trying to make it four um they're they're a good squad they're a dirty squad uh they got some good players on that team number five coming in number five is oklahoma and they're always about that four or five range throughout the start of the season uh lincoln riley you know they have lost their star quarterback jalen hurts but they they've found a replacement they they always they always are up there um defense wise it's a little shaky but i mean they're still one of the best um big 12 teams in fact the big the best big 12 team uh, for the past like three or four years. And then the defending champs, the LSU Tigers come in at number six. And I, I kind of expected a little bit of a drop um, just because, you know, they're the defending champs. And they lost a ton of athletes. I mean, you had guys like Jamar, like um, not Jamar Chase, um, Justin Jefferson going to the draft. Of course, Joe Burrow, Edwards Hilaire. You had Patrick Queen on defense. Uh, you just you just had a bunch of stars that went to the draft. I mean, it, it was kind of expected uh since they're all seniors but i mean still like they're still a top 10 team they're going to be dirty as well uh coming in at seven is penn state uh obviously they're not going to have a season this year but still nice to see them in the top 10 uh they finished around the low um around the around the end of the top 10 about maybe 11 i think last year um they had their last game was against memphis in the cotton bowl uh that was that was a really good game uh just very offensive heavy um and so that is that is um, number <clears throat> number seven. Number eight, we have the Florida Gators. And obviously, you can tell how highly they rank the SEC because you have four teams in the top ten in the SEC right now. You have Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Florida. All these teams are dirty. Uh, Florida, um, they're going to be under Trask this year, Kyle Trask, um, who replaced Felipe Franks excuse me, um, at, the, at the starting position. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we got number nine as Oregon, um, the best Pac-12 team, but unfortunately they're not going to have a season. Um, Oregon was going to be like a very, very kind of, you know, middle of the pack. They were going to go probably going to go to the Rose Bowl this year. Uh, they did lose Herbert, but um, they still had Verdell, who was going to be probably the Pac-12 uh, running back of the year or maybe even player of the year, excuse me. Um, they still have that great offensive tackle uh, who's projected could go like, I think, top five in the draft next year. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, you can't really, you can't really tell anything cause they're not going to have a season for now. Uh, then coming at Notre, n- number 10 is Notre Dame. Now we can't say they can't, they don't have a, they don't have a conference. You can't, we can't say that anymore. We cannot say that Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference. So it's going to be easy for them. They're in the ACC this year. And so they got to play the number one team in Clemson. 
and oh boy, that's going to be a good game. Hoo-hoo-wee. Notre Dame, um, they have a lot of expectations this year. They have the expectation of them not um, shitting the bed when it matters. Uh, they have the expectation of playing better teams now because they're in a better conference. So there's no excuses this time. And they have they don't have the um, selective team like they have they have a schedule that was made for them. They don't select who they play every year. Like they're not playing USC this year, not playing Stanford, um, not playing Michigan. Like they have a they have a schedule that's laid out for them. And so they're playing Clemson, and that is in Notre Dame. So it's a home game for Notre Dame, but it's still gonna be a good game. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I can see Notre Dame. I mean. What is the second? Because, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Clemson's going to go to, I mean, unless Clemson has a disastrous season, I can see Clemson going back to the um, back to the college football playoff, and that would mean Notre Dame would probably be going to the uh, Citrus, Orange Bowl, excuse me, Orange Bowl. But, yeah, and then, or whoever, it, it's kind of tricky. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it later when, when college football bowl season i don't even know what bowl season gonna be when when it comes to come when it comes soon uh number 11 we have auburn um i kind of expected them to be around this spot i mean they're under bo nicks again uh, who's gonna be a sophomore uh they had a great season with them last year and they're gonna do good this year uh great season um they beat bama um yeah they're always gonna be around that area you know maybe high team maybe high uh double digits uh yeah uh, number 12 is Wisconsin. Um, I'm surprised. Um, I thought they were going to be a little higher, to be honest. Um, everyone was really hyping this team up in the offseason uh, to be something big. But I thought they were going to be like, at least like maybe like 8, 9 to 10 range. But unfortunately, we can't get to see them play because they may not have a season. But there is, an, there is a thing, something about the Big Ten may be playing this season. I'll get into that later. But... I mean, right now, I mean, Wisconsin was still going to be dirty. Even though they lost Jonathan Taylor, they still have Cohen, I think, for his last year. Uh, yeah. Number 13 coming in is A&M. And, oh, gee, oh, my God. I, I just realized. How many teams have I, have I listed from the SEC? So we have A&M, Auburn, Florida, LSU, Georgia. Now, that's six, that's six teams in the top 13 from SEC, you you already know you already know this season is gonna be good for the SEC, but A and M, uh, they just have a hard schedule. I mean, it's nothing against them. I don't think they're gonna be staying up there unless they really like have some good wins. I mean, you gotta play like Bama, Georgia. They gotta play Auburn. I think they gotta play Florida, and I think they gotta play LSU. I mean, you're playing all the teams that are better than you. So, I mean, I don't see A and M staying there, but I mean, they're probably gonna be up there. And coming out at fourteen is uh, Texas, good old Texas, uh, University of Texas. Uh, I would I would assume they're the, like the second team out of the Big Twelve to be there. They're always they were supposed to be pretty good last year, but I mean no one really thought Baylor was going to be that good as well. But I mean, I mean Bay, I mean you have A and M who is still good. I mean not A and M. You have Texas who's still good. I mean it, they're they're back <laughs> uh, under Ellinger who's a great quarterback. Um, he's just he's learning to make decisions better and. I got to say, he's doing it pretty good. Um, yeah, I would put um, right there. Um, yeah, I put him right there. Yeah, put him at 14. Let him prove their worth. Uh, let him see what they can do. And right behind them, another Big 12 school, OK State. And this is the team I'm really, really high on this year. They're going to be sneaky good. They got a lot of good recruits. They got a transfer 
Tay Martin transferred to um uh, from Washington State to Oklahoma State to play his final year. Um, yeah, under Mike Gundy, still a good, still a good, still a good team. Um, last year they had an okay season, but um, unfortunately with Hubbard um gone. Uh, they're going to be more of a pass-heavy offense, and I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to pass the ball well, and I think they're going to have a good season. Uh, coming at number sixteen uh, is Michigan. Um, I kind of have him. I kind of have him there as well. I mean, I I just I don't know what I don't know what's happening with Jim Harbaugh. Um, all the hype around him is pretty much gone at this point. I mean, everyone was so excited to see him coach Michigan. You know, finally beat Ohio State, but. It's been years and they still haven't won. So I mean, but now this year we're, name, we're probably not even have a season with the Big Ten. That's a that's a maybe, uh, but we'll see. I just I just don't know. I really just don't know. Um, yeah, and then coming after them at seventeen is USC. Uh, they were pretty much going to be like the second best team in the Pac twelve, uh, in my opinion, this year. Uh, but obviously we don't get a season, so we can't get to see them play. But this was going to be the year of Keaton Slovis finally breaking out of that role. T- t- he took over JT Daniels' spot, and now he's kind of just poised to break out. I mean, obviously he has a couple years left on him, so we can't wait to get to see him this year. But still, um, they're they're going up. I mean, they lost Michael Pittman Jr., their star wide receiver, but uh, to the draft. But still, that team is still dirty. They brought in some good recruits. Uh, if the Pac-12 does have a season, it's going to be good to see. Uh, how Oregon, USC, and all these other teams do that are in the, in the top 25. But for now, we're just going to have to go with the rankings. Um, number 18, this is the team I'm also really high on this year, North Carolina. Everyone was, Everyone's kind of surprised to see them in there. I'm not. I mean, this team, um, they almost beat Clemson at home last year uh, just because of, like, literally by a yard. They won by a yard, pretty much, Clemson did. Um, but this North Carolina team, they have a top, they have a bunch of recruits coming in. I think they have like five top 50 recruits in the nation coming in. Um, they still have Sam Howell, who's their QB and he's done great. He's not a, he's not, he's not like he's bad. He's a great quarterback. Um, and he really branched out in that, in his bowl game last year against, uh, I think it was Temple. But, uh, I, I honestly have this team pretty high as well. I mean, yeah, they're still, they're still gonna be good. Um, I have them around here for now, but like once they start really proving their worth, like who they are. Then I think the sky is the limit for them. I think they're going to go up and up. Um, so coming in at 19 now, we have Minnesota. And to be honest with you, I didn't really have them this high. I thought they were going to be a little lower um, just because of the loss of their star receiver. Oh, God, what's his name? Oh, my God. Why am I forgetting his name? Oh, I know his name. I know his name. But um, after the after the loss of their star receiver because he was just opting out with everything going on, um, I thought they were going to be a little lower. But... I guess they're still going to be pretty decent. I mean, last year they had a great year. They went all the way, like, I think the high is, like, eight. And they were talking about them in the college football playoff and stuff like that. So, I mean, to go from, like, nothing to something now in the top 25 at the beginning of the season, unfortunately they're not going to have a season potentially because they're in the Big Ten. But still, for them to go all the way up, that's pretty good. And coming in at 20, we have our first non-Power 5 school in Cincinnati, who is in the American Conference. Now, I they are having a season. Yes, they are having a season. And I haven't really done that much research about Cincinnati this year. I mean, they're always like kind of like a 9-3, and 10-2 and two team that just kind of misses their opportunity at the uh, American Championship game. Uh, last year, it was like either them or Memphis. And, um, I mean, it's always – they're always around that, you know, spot. But 
Uh, I mean, they're always there's they're always, they have some talent on their team. Uh, they kind of run their conference well. Uh, so, I mean, now to see them in the top twenty five at the beginning of the year, I think they're I think this means like they're finally gonna actually you know have that breakout year, potentially go to like a good bowl game and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for them as well. And then coming right after them at twenty one, another American team, American conference team, and UCF. Uh, UCF last year they just um. They started out hot, and then they lost Mackenzie Milton, and they just kind of went the wrong way after that. But now, I mean, they finished, I think, around 7-5 and five and went to a bowl game. So it's not like their season was absolute, hor- absolute horseshit. Um, they, still, they still managed to get us some good wins. But um, now it looks like they're potentially coming back into that kind of top 25 picture again. Um, I don't know what the status with Mackenzie Milton is, um, but... Now they're kind of being they're prime they're being pushed back into that prominent role again, and we're we're gonna see. I mean, I hope to see them do good. I really want them to. I really want them to come back because after that run of just defeating everybody with uh, when they had Shaquille Griffin and Shaquem Griffin and um, Scott Frost with their coach, like I want to see them kind of come back to that relevancy again. And I think they can. They have a good chance at it. Uh, and then coming at number twenty two, we have Utah University of Utah. Um, they had a unprodu- they had a, they had a really good year last year. They finished uh inside the top t- I think right outside the top 10. Um they finished with uh they f- they went to the Pac-12 championship game. They lost, but they went to the Pac-12 championship game. Um they were talks if they won that game, then they would have been in the college football playoff potentially and that would have been absolutely mad. Um but they had a really great season. Um they lost Zach Moss to the draft. I think Huntley went to the draft as well. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, I don't really know what the status with uh, Utah is, but I don't think they're going to have that good of a season. I mean, obviously, Pac-12, not having a season. Um, but um, if there was to have a season, I would I would, thought, I would assume they would be right here, uh, potentially switch them with Cal, um, just because I th- I'm really high on Cal this year. Uh, but I, th- I would assume about the third about third or fourth best team in the Pac-12. Uh, finally, at number 23, we have Iowa State. And I always see them around here. Iowa State's always that team that's kind of sneaking in, you know, around maybe 23, 24. Uh, they still have Brock Purdy as their quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to go, you know, about finish like maybe third or fourth in the in the Big 12 this year. They always finish around theirs anyway. So um, I don't really have any big expectations for them. I think they're going to go to a bowl game if there's bowl games and stuff like that. And coming in at number uh, 24, second to last, is Iowa. And I honestly thought this was kind of a surprise. I mean, um, but then again, they're always about right there as well. They're always about like kind of like that low 20s range, maybe uh, mid, maybe about 20, 22, 23, and stuff like that. That's where kind of we're all season last year. They did go up until they lost, I think, to Ohio State and Penn State. Um, no, I think I don't think they played Ohio State. They, they lost to Penn State last year, yeah, and that's when they dropped. But... Um, I, I mean, the Big Ten season's not happening for now, so I can't really see what they're going to do this year, but I mean, I could hope for the best. And coming in at number 25, last but not least, is a surprise for me, Tennessee. I didn't really see them having a good year. I did not know this team was going to be that good. So that makes it seven teams in the top 25 for the SEC. And I was surprised to see Tennessee there. I, I just didn't know they were gonna be that good. I really did just did not know they were that good. I mean, I didn't I have not done my research about Tennessee. I mean, I know they brought in some recruits, but I mean dang, they're only in the top twenty five. Shit. I mean, fuck. Damn, okay. 
Uh, I guess I slept on the Vols. I mean, I guess I won't sleep this year. I mean, um, if they're ranked this high, I mean, I guess they're going to have somewhat of a good year. I mean, I guess it's Tennessee back. I mean, we'll see. So that's the top 25 um, for the college football season um, from the preseason. Um, obviously, the teams that are not playing, which is like the Big Ten and the Pac-12, those teams are they're, they're pretty much irrelevant. Uh, they're not really... I mean, unless the Big Ten happens. And speaking of if the Big Ten, um, there is an article uh, that was posted about two days ago um, by Bleach Report, by, by, by The Athletic, excuse me. And there are talks that the Big Ten is looking to start their season around Thanksgiving weekend, uh, which is like late November. But they're saying that January-ish is still the focus for now. So I guess they're having a season question mark. It looks like they're trying to start a season. And to be honest with you, I mean fuck, go with it. I mean, the Big Ten is pretty much a very it's a very dominant conference. I mean, they have some great teams in there, obviously. You already mentioned some of the top twenty five teams like excuse me, like Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, stuff like that. So it looks like they may have a season. Um, how likely it is? It's kind of turning out to be likely. I mean, they said that they're planning to start around January-ish. So it looks like it would be something like in the spring. But if they're still planning it, that means they're going to have a season. Unlike the Pac-12, who... Um, uh, don't get me started with them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to have a season. But we'll see. I hope there is a season for them. Uh, they they just have they have a great team. Um, they're they're dirty. They're their conference is dirty. They have some great con. They, they're the second best conference in in college football, in my opinion. And they proved it last year. I mean, Ohio State, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Minnesota had a great year. I mean, yeah. And then finally, wrapping up about some um, college football here. Um, the college football first rankings. You know, like the college football playoffs, like the rankings. They like, finally come out like. You know, a little, a little earlier, like around like November. Now, um, the college football playoff selection committee's final rankings are going to be on December 20th. So literally like a few days before Christmas after originally being scheduled for December 6th, because obviously conferences pushed back their conference championship game. So you, know, you can't really tell. And then the first set of rankings are coming out November 17th. So November 17th, that is, I think right before, um, let me see when November, yeah, that's like the week before Christmas, yeah, that is the week before Thanksgiving, excuse me, not Christmas, Thanksgiving, that's the week before Thanksgiving, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see, um, what they do, and, um, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, what teams are gonna be in the top 25 by that amount of time to evaluate who's gonna be in the college football playoff, if, if it's even happening, um, and I think that's going to be about it for now. Um, yeah, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it here. Um, I want to thank, once again, I want to thank Suze for coming, hopping onto the podcast and talking about some women's volleyball with me. And, um, oh, yes, um, let me finish off. Excuse me. Um, some breaking news today. Um, Jamar Chase, LSU star wide receiver, potential top three. Um, pick in the draft has opted out of the season, so that's a big loss for LSU in terms of their depth on the wide receiver front. Um, and unfortunately, we have some breaking news today as well. Unfortunately, um, Ohio State defensive tackle Haskell Garrett uh, was shot uh, this morning, early Sunday morning, um, 
according to uh, the Columbus police. Um, I hope he has. I hope uh, he has a speedy recovery. Uh, he's in my thoughts, and his family is as well. I hope he makes it out alive. Um, they're saying that um, Garrett was found. Um, where is it? When we look it up again, I know. I never talked about it, but they said Garrett uh, was just. Um, I guess. Uh, he was found with a through and through gunshot wound in his cheek, so it looks like it's just not something, thankfully, in like in the heart, or you know something where it, it could potentially kill him. Uh, and they said it was uh, he's in stable condition, uh, so thank God he's doing a lot better. Uh, but um, still, I mean, it's just ridiculous to see this. Um, hopefully, he's okay. And. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be it for me. Um, this has been an episode of College Kid Talking College Sports. Uh, I'm your host, Korea Pounds, and I guess I'll see you guys next week. I'm sorry it took me so long, but I just had my first week of classes, and um, I was supposed to do the Zoom yesterday with Suze, but just something, just emergencies happened. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm finally, finally done with it. I'll see you guys sometime next week. Uh, when we go over the week of college football that we just have our first official week of college football in the FBS and FCS and just whatever news hits us. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Peace.